0: Welcome to Cupify This, the show geared towards understanding why people behave the way they do and what we can do to get our needs met. When our cups are full or filling, we have a strong sense of well-being. When they are emptying, we are driven to choose behaviours to fill them. In this show, we aim to cupify life. We're going to explore big ideas, current events and life in general using the lens of the Phoenix Cups. Welcome back.
1: Mm, So another episode of Cupify, this, this one is my cup.
0: It's your cup. Mm, The Mastery Cup. Yeah. I took the reins last week because it was the Freedom Cup, but um, this is definitely your domain.
1: Yes. Freedom Cup is all you. Uh, Mastery Cup kind of embodies me as a human being. I (laughs) identify very strongly with it.
0: We've also taken you on a trip with us. We're in a hotel room right now in
1: Darwin. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We we're presenting at a conference in the Northern Territory. Yep. We spoke all day yesterday, and yeah, my mastery cup is full. Uh, it was a really mastery cup filling kind of day with work yesterday. So that and it takes a lot to fill my. You reckon it's a swimming pool size mastery, mastery swimming pool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, the Phoenix swimming pools just doesn't have the same ring to it. No. So Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's a big cup for Ocean, me. So. <laughs> That'll be enough out of you. Okay. So mastery, self competence. So when when you have a full mastery cup, you get this amazing sense of self confidence. Well, you need things like control and efficacy, success, achievement, those kinds of things to to fill the cup. So of course, every single one of us has this need, right? But just some of us bigger than the other. So because it's so big for me, it's such an important driver, I can actually forget about my other cups. And I can forget about other people's other cups, particularly when, like the team call it, if I'm sending you know, emails and messages left, right and centre with lots of kind of just this needs to be done and this and this and this, it's, it's mastery cup mode. right? And I've forgotten that people have a connection cup and yep. I forget the emojis and I forget yep. the, how's your day? <laughs> mastery cup mode, yeah. that's a thing.
0: Yeah, and it does work though that I think fortunately you do have a, a big connection cup as well though so you you can see the connection cup in others so you don't necessarily always send a, a mastery cup message to somebody who you know has a dominant connection cup you also you, you're um, aware that they have a connection cup so yeah i've
1: made the i've made the mistake in business and in work and many times where i have i've been careless with that yeah so i think now i'm probably more just attuned to realizing that you know from those mistakes from upsetting people but i see it sometimes in, in people that i'm interacting with that that might send me an email and or or give me a call and it's they're in mastery cup mode Mm -hmm. and I just find it so efficient and easy uh, because we we have such similar needs so often I click with people like that which we've spoken about before but you have a smaller mastery cup actually very small what's yours measure on the quiz
0: yeah I think mine only measures around a three or a four Mm. so mine is it's one of my smallest cups so if anything I kind of find the master cup a little bit foreign and a little bit hard to identify with. So I still have that need. Everybody has that need, but because it's not my biggest need, I find it hard to realize, to understand when it's emptying or feelings behind the need, the drivers behind the need, because it's just not there as much in myself. So, and it just gets filled so much easier too. So in that sense, I don't notice it as much because I only have to do a a few small actions, tasks, whatever they may be. And that cup is full. So for instance, when we were writing the Phoenix Cups book, obviously I was using my Freedom Cup to write it because I was writing it creatively. But I was also filling my Mastery Cup because I was achieving getting it all done. But by the time it was finished, my Mastery Cup was full, my Freedom Cup was full. And if it was up to me, I would have just left it in a drawer. Yeah. Because, was, <laughs> so was, I so needed said. your Mastery Cup yeah. to really push it and get it out there after that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, there was a lot of pieces to getting that finished, you know. There's uh, coordinating with the graphic designer on the artwork of the cover, talking to the printer, getting all of the bits and bobs sorted when it comes to barcodes and all the things. And then back and forth with printer issues and, you know, so there, it is, it was all very mastery cup driven, which is where I'm probably, like, a, it's natural for me to be able to do that. So those things, this is where you need to find people that you can work together with that have different needs profiles to you because, mm. yeah, we, we all kind of bring strengths to our, you know, to the workplace or family or community or whatever that might be associated with our dominant cup. Uh, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you do seem to notice that too, don't you, like jumping back into nerdy Schopenhauer land, but he used to talk about that, how people find you know, the opposite to yourself and you find those people who have strengths and parts where you might, you wouldn't call them weaknesses, but they have strengths in areas that you don't necessarily have. Of course, there's other things behind it, but and Schopenhauer was a few, a fair few centuries behind, you know, modern psychology, mm. but he'd notice you might find a dominant person with more a submissive person. He even went down to characteristics, like he goes, oh, you might find someone with a larger nose with someone with a smaller nose, but well, I-, I think help. I think he's gone a bit far right there. <laughs> of course, he was he was definitely pre-psychology, but... He influenced a lot of psychology, but I'll I'll spare you guys the boredom of that.
1: (laughs) You do love that. I do. Uh, Speaking of guys you love, Nietzsche talked about the will to power.
0: Yeah, he did. So, oh, well, you've just set me off again. So Nietzsche Nietzsche was a huge fan of Schopenhauer for a while because Schopenhauer talked about this will to life that every behavior we have is motivated by this unconscious drive to survive and reproduce. So that was Schopenhauer. Nietzsche come along and he was a huge fan of Schopenhauer and he agreed for a while. He's looking around saying, yeah, you do notice that. Really, at the end of the day, we're just surviving to reproduce, essentially. And essentially, the will to life is tricking the intellect into making these sort of decisions. But the more he thought about it, the more he realized, well, why do we choose behaviors that sometimes put the will to life at risk? And every other behavior can still be motivated by this thing, which he called the will to power. So plants, trees, animals, humans, anything that's alive, he thought was um, motivated by this will to power. Mm. Now, we don't necessarily mean like power over, but you see how like a plant might you know, spread its roots out or reach you know, try to get the sky, animals, you know, take over their territories, and even humans. He thought if you buy into, you know, natural selection and evolution, that why would we have even left the cave, essentially, if we weren't trying to self-overcome? And why would any of us get out of bed each day, really, if it's just to survive and reproduce? So he thought it was a will to power. Yeah, there's much more to talk about that, but I'll, again, it's a ten-minute podcast, and Hell, yeah. if you get me started, I won't stop.
1: This is true. Uh, <laughs> and when we talk about um, power, actually, there, there's plenty of other philosophers and psychologists that have talked about that before, and one of them being Glasser uh, talked about that one of you know his proposed needs that drive human behaviours is power, mm-hmm. and and was the reason that we used to call the mastery cup the power cup, yep. and that the power cup sounded. You know, it just, it, it just has so much emotional loading and connotations that go with that. It does. Yeah, it's a loaded it, word it, it, power.
0: Completely, and it almost sets you off the wrong path. So if you mm. reread Nietzsche and his will to power and you change that word will to mastery, it yeah. makes so much sense. Yes,
1: and we did the same with choice theory. Hey, yeah. we I, I reread the chapter in choice theory on power and I just changed the word to mastery and I was like it still makes sense actually to me it makes more it makes sense more sense. Yep. and then you're yeah, looking at research since and even positive psychology and Ryan and Deci's work on self-determination theory yep. with you know, competence being you know one of the three proposed needs that they they talk about so that is yeah I think there's a lot of theory and philosophy behind there that is. Yeah, we, we should probably but, stop boring people with that yeah yeah
0: so let's jump into what you how you may notice if your mastery cup mm. is a little bit empty I can usually see when sandy's mastery cup gets a bit empty i can Um, see your behaviors usually like even just a moment ago our um our website was down
1: oh my god for two hours
0: for two hours after our ginormous conference so we knew it was going to get a lot of traffic but because (laughs) it was outside of sandy's control it was just not like it she does not like things outside (laughs) of her control
1: (laughs) you're right and the stoic
0: point of view is everything really is outside of your control but your own your yeah, own actions. Where
1: came yeah. you we're in Kmart and you're just shopping, and I'm like, I'm just stopped. Yeah. Going, what do I do? I just can't function. Yeah. Mastery cup is empty. I don't know what to do. I can't fix it. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get mad. That's, that's what I did.
0: And I can always tell at home when Sandy's mastery cup is empty because she goes on a cleaning spree. Yeah, she yeah, tidies I her do. desk. She says, "Yes, I've got control over this. This is an order. Everything is right I
1: will in the world." Do again. those dishes, damn it! Yeah. And they will be done, and they will be perfect. Yes. Yeah, and they yeah. will be shiny and clean. Yeah,
0: and I quickly start cleaning too. From um, <laughs> you
1: don't you have know. to clean. I, I do No, know. I do. do.
0: It's, uh, you
1: just need to stay out my way. It's
0: conditioning from that childhood. Is. You go, oh no, Mum's cleaning <laughs> or Dad's cleaning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean too.
1: <laughs> I just need to. I just need to do go into my zone, my mastery cup filling zone. So yeah, I I do know about that. I know, yeah, sometimes when things are getting out of my control, I do something that that puts things into control. And I think that's where plans come in handy. Having a plan Mm -hmm. for when a particular cup of yours is empty, particularly if it's a dominant and important cup to you, what is the plan for that once it empties? To quickly compensate for that emptiness. Yeah. Yeah. So but it, if it's dominant for you, it will drive you to do lots of things and often achieve and accomplish and success is really important to you. And what I notice with many women that I talk to uh, with big mastery cups, I, I ask them, I say, you know, what happens for you when, for particularly women I know who've had children, and so what happens to you when you're on maternity leave? Is it a new diploma or degree or business that you start? And there's always, you know, I'm always right. They always go, Oh my goodness, I started a diploma or I, you know, I dabbled in Tupperware or I started a whole company or, you know, who knows, whatever, just something to fill that need for mastery. And, And I think with when I see young women who've had babies for the first time, who have dominant mastery cups, you know, I'm often have that conversation with them and remind them you need to make a plan for yourself around this because otherwise you're just going to drive the people around you crazy trying yeah. to have order and control over everything else. I used to you know, at one point maternally, the cover, the colored pegs matched the clothes on the line. Right. Like that is how wow. extreme things got wow. for me. Yeah. well, Not anymore. Could,
0: And it also reminds me of you, Sandy, how many businesses you've collected and created. I don't even know how many businesses <laughs> yeah. you're up to now.
1: <laughs> you don't even know no. no yeah whenever I say oh yeah by the way I'm partnering with this business or starting this company you you just sort of go really is this something you have time yeah. for or oh I'm gonna do
0: some more postgraduate <laughs> study oh, okay
1: yeah, sure. <laughs> so I've thought about it I think I could do it uh but yeah I mean you have I think there's been some times where you've mediated this and gone sandy you know maybe maybe we just do this first yeah. but most of the time you can't talk me out of it no, once I've decided. And you,
0: <laughs> You do it fantastically too, though, because again, because I'm the mastery cup is foreign in myself. What looks unachievable, you achieve it. Because mm. I, yeah, you've got that strength there that I don't necessarily that a muscle that I don't really know how to flex as well is your mastery cup. So I really not sure how I've achieved how I've got to where I am today. <laughs> I don't know how I did a an honors degree, an honors thesis, and yeah. worked doing in a previous role. Without a role. mastery
1: card, yeah, mm. yeah. I well, used to, well, you've got one, but it's not. Huge. At one
0: stage, I was managing a town planning company. And again, that's high level of particularly project management through that sort of stuff, which required a lot of mastery. And I I didn't struggle with the work. I was able to do the work itself, but I struggled with the restriction of it because it was emptying my Freedom Cup because it was an absolute Mastery Cup position. And everyone I worked with were just ginormous Mastery Cups. So my Fun Cup and my Freedom Cup, they didn't necessarily always appreciate the jokes that I had. (laughs) And and thinking on it, as you mentioned, writing the emails, because I was in, you know, in-town planning when I'm, I dealt a lot with engineers and architects and all these people who had ginormous mastery cups. And there was no way you'd ever sign off your emails with an emoji in the in this corporate sort of world. It was always, there was never even a hello. It'd be like, Chris, yeah, where are the plans for this? And then their name. Where's my kind regards? <laughs> Where's my smiley face? No, they wouldn't give it to me.
1: It's a different world now that you know. Well, of course, one of our uh, businesses is Phoenix Support for Educators, and you're mostly talking with educators and teachers when yeah. you were helping me with project management, particularly around around that company. And you're like, wow, they're so nice. They're always so lovely. Yeah. Always. How was your How's your day today? Or yeah. you know something in it as well. So you're
0: like, wow, these people care. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's I guess different. Uh, Different cups are drawn towards different careers, which is what we're trying to mm. gather the data around with the, the you know, We're yeah. really interested to see if, if we can see any correlation there with people who are, for example, in nursing. Are they more likely to have a bigger connection cup or not? Yep. And what about CEOs? Are they more likely to have a bigger mastery cup yep. or not?
0: And we are going to investigate this later. One mm. of the episodes that we got planned down the track is around um, careers and our cups mm. as well. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess for this one to finish up, just understanding when a person has a really big mastery cup, that the behaviour that they're doing is driven from that is useful. Uh, and regardless of the size of their cup, you know, sometimes people are just in in mastery cup mode. And uh, when we understand the drive behind that behaviour, it's much easier to understand the behaviour in itself, and and also to communicate, you know, with each other and and understand each other.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: So this is basically a podcast for how to understand me. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can listen back to it later. I can.
0: Mm. Well, we'll see you next week when we look at the fun cup.
1: I can't wait for the fun cup.
0: Fun cups, can they, be great. they're fun people. They are fun. Okay, yeah. They, well, sometimes they scare me though.
1: I do love filling my own fun cup though. It's yeah. it, it's in the middle there. Uh, it's it's a middle cup of mine, and they they don't scare me fun cups. I just find them in, immensely entertaining. They, they
0: scare my safety
1: cup. Yeah, I'm just thinking of my own brother. <laughs> and each night I'm like, all right, what am I going to hear? What story am I going
0: to hear? What's happened now? He's
1: the biggest Fun Cup ever. I might so, even share one or two stories. Yes, let's do that. It's going to okay. be fun. All right, we will see you in Fun Cup next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.